Welcome to the Occupy Freedom Podcast, where we're diving deep into all things kingdom. Your life is not a mistake. You were created for this moment in history to advance the kingdom and govern the earth from a heavenly perspective. Let's join our hosts, Justin and Rihanna Arfston. Hey, hey, my name is Justin. And I'm Rihanna, and we are the co-founders of the Freedom Culture Ministry. For those who don't know us, uh, we are husband and wife team for almost 18 years and been doing ministry together for about a decade. Yeah, Freedom Culture Ministry was actually birthed out of a mission to see the sons and daughters of God govern the earth from their kingdom identity and has typically taken shape through preaching, teaching, small group spaces, book writing, prayer ministry, and now the Occupy Freedom podcast. We want to encourage you today, but I want you to know that our goal of this podcast isn't intended for us to have all of the answers or really even give you answers for life. Right. Our goal is actually to have thought-provoking kingdom conversations that would even possibly send you away with more questions than when you tuned in. Because we believe good questions build great discipleship. So let's roll up our sleeves and dig deep. We'd love to hear your testimonies, feedback, and maybe any topics that might be burning on your heart. So please let us know by emailing us at myfreedomculture at gmail.com. Yes, and for more information, articles, and tools, head on over to our website, www.occupy-freedom.com. All right, well, welcome back to the Occupy Freedom Podcast. We yeah. are so excited because we are on part two, part day mm-hmm. of the two-part interview that we've been doing with evangelist and revivalist Tommy Zito, um, who is from South Florida. Mm-hmm. He has an incredible revival and reformation ministry for the church and for the cities. Yeah, that's one of the things that you, for those of you who listened to the first part, he talked about how, you know, years ago his ministry he thought was for the church, but he's realizing it's for the city. It's much bigger than just a particular church. So good. Yeah, and fun fact, we're hoping he'll be able to come visit Minnesota here a couple times this year yet. Um, And then next year we'll start what he is hoping to be his official um, tour of the states and basically bringing revival to the cities. Again, Tommy Zito is an international itinerary evangelist, so he goes and speaks everywhere in the States, out of the States, across the world. And uh, he's the founder of a movement called the American Awakening, which is a national movement to bring Christians together and also light fires of revival in the city. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's so good. So for anyone who listened again to that, that first one, um, one of the things that just stuck out to me so much was he was telling the story about his father. Yeah. And and how what a crazy story. I mean, that, you know, just a hard left turn goes from this real hard, hard guy to mm. just passionately in love with Jesus yeah. and changed, just completely changed. And yeah. uh, I just there's nothing else that can cause someone to do a one eighty mm. like Jesus. Amen. So awesome. Amen. Yeah, he tells his pretty incredibly intense and unreal story on the first part. And, uh, and then we're going to start diving into reform and revival, what God is doing in the body of Christ and in America right now, from politics to economics, and just how we can engage the culture with the gospel. And so um, we hope that you enjoy the second part of the interview. If you haven't listened to the first part, head back and listen to it first. 
and then hit this one up. All right, All let's, right do let's do this. All right, let's do it. From your perspective, how do we start that process uh, process of engaging our current culture? You you know you had said, hey, you know we're like four percent of millennials are churched. Like, how how do we start that process of engaging yeah. that culture? Well, I, I, it's got to start inside, and it's got to start with the Holy Spirit. People got to be filled. So when we do our services, you know, the Lord told me, don't even go out. You know, and, and he's, Jesus says this. Now, listen, he's, he breathes on them. He starts his church, but then he gathers them and he has them praying. So I'm right now in a subject of prayer. We're in 31 days of prayer. I mean, we did it in January. Like, we'll do it in July, but I stuck one in there in May. We're in 31 days of intense prayer in our churches, you know, praying through stuff because, you know, that's the kind of uh, soon, soon we'll call it every single month because that's yeah, the type yeah. of climate that, you know, we're in, I can guarantee you people in Israel are praying every single night right Right. now. People in Gaza Strip are praying every single night because when stuff happens, it drives us, you know, to our knees, but it's got to start with prayer. And and Jesus says, don't go anywhere, pray, and the Holy Spirit's going to come. So Mm -hmm. it's got to start with people being, you know, filled and drenched with the Spirit and the power of God, I, I, the Lord would tell me how to conduct my services. And you guys saw me early on. There's been an intensity in the, in the level of it over. You'll see kids out under the glory of God for three, four hours. You'll see mm. people in the heaviness of the, and it's beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing that I've mm. ever seen on this earth, truthfully, is, <laughs> is a, a, a man or woman, young or old, filled with the Lord. Yeah. And and people have to be filled to that intensity. The Bible says mm-hmm. they, they had on their garments and on their shadows and in their bones, right? And so I put a premium on that. And here's why. The Holy Spirit is the most relevant thing in somebody's life yes. because it's God. <laughs> so yes. when is God not relevant in somebody's life? You don't have to package God in a special way. I have LED lights in my church. We got a fog machine. We don't use it. We have we we have a, 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 a an, you know an updated sanctuary. We're going to build a global facility, and it's you know, all those things are great. But without the experience and the power of the Holy Spirit, He says, "Don't go without it yes. until you be endued or clothed or cloaked from on high, because you have no chance." Paul comes into the city of Ephesus. There's twelve people. And, and what's the first question he asked completely? Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? We don't even know whether there is a Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah, that would be right. a question in <laughs> right. most churches today. Yes. Have you guys received the Holy Ghost? We, we don't right. even know what is a Holy Ghost? What is a Holy right, Spirit? Right. So if so we're going to be relevant and reach the culture, we got to mm-hmm. be filled with the Spirit. And, Amen. Um, you know, that's uh, I, I've taken out teams. I've taken, uh, you know, I'm a good case study. I was a sociology major and a psych major, right? So all we did is watch studies and we go over studies, the sociology, the study of people, of human behavior. Humans are amazing. They're different color skin. They're different shapes, but they behave the same way. Flesh behaves the same way all over the place. And Mm. so, you know, when you, when you study that out, um, people are the same and they, 
they need they need God. He gave the Holy Spirit for that reason to empower us to go forth and 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 reach people that way because without him you can, Paul knew what he was going to do in the city and and uh he knew that there was no chance of reaching the city without the spirit but Amen. with the spirit 12 people reached the city of a half a million so think about this how come 12 people could do what hundreds of thousands of churches haven't been able to do. Amen. 12 people Aye, reach the city of a half a million. We have churches of thousands and we can't touch our cities. Amen. Something was wrong. You know, people got to be filled in an, in an ongoing way, not just like yes. a Sunday morning. Sunday morning doesn't cut it anymore. Right. It just doesn't cut it against the demonic onslaught yes. that we are yes. facing. You know, one of the things, and it says, the words of their testimony, they counted not their life. And I didn't finish. Revelation 12, 12, rejoice you who live in the heavenlies for the enemy has come down in great fury. He mm. uses knowing. Why does he come down in great fury? Knowing he has but a short time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. God said, I've given you this baby on 12, 12, 12 evangelist to tell my church, to tell my church what, uh, the devil already knows. And that is, there's not a lot of time. We are living mm -hmm. in that moment. What's ironic is uh, we lost our church facility to be able to meet during COVID. I wouldn't shut down church for anything. I didn't care if they put me in jail. I didn't care. We had church. We had church every single Sunday on both mm -hmm. coasts. You can look it up. Watch. But a, a door opened for me to preach at a COVID hospital. And for yeah. 12 weeks, I, I preached outside a, a COVID hospital, the number one in South Florida. There was ambulances coming every single, it was crazy. Yes, I remember, I remember that. that. We watched those, Tommy. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And listen to this. The, I was staring at, only God could do this. The way the building and the parking lot, I was staring. What was I staring? I was staring at the same room that my daughter was born in on 12, 12, 12. Wow. That I held the wow. baby. Only God, I verified it. Only God could pull that off. For 12 weeks, I stared at that place that my daughter wow. was born on 12, 12, 12, in the middle of a global wow. pandemic, in the middle of the world being shaken. You know what it says? What does it say? It says, Haggai 2, I'm going to shake all nations and the glory of all nations. America hadn't been shaken up until... 12, 13, 14 months ago. But yeah. America is seeing a massive shaking. Ask Canada what's going on right now. My friend Arthur, look him up. He's the Polish mm -hmm. pastor. He was yes. just dragged. He was just arrested. They just tried to burn down his house two nights ago. He's all over international news. Check it out. Canada's being rocked. Church, they just arrested another pastor yesterday, Sunday, and they allowed 2,000 Muslims to meet in the name of Palestine, in the same city. This is bizarre wow. what's happened. Wow. That, that's in a Christian nation that yes. went from 93% Christian to less than 4% Christian. These nations are being rocked, guys, rocked. But it says, the glory of all nations shall come. So no glory happens uh, until there's a shaking. And then the next thing, he says, for the silver is mine and the gold is mine. You're going to see an economic collapse the mm. likes of which uh, we've never seen before, but there's going to be yeah. an economic transformation and transfer into the body of Christ. The wealth yeah. of the wicked is coming to the, the righteous. I don't know yeah. how, 
I don't know if it's through crypto. I don't know if it's through investments. I don't know if it's through banks are just going to hand out money. I don't know how it's going to happen, <laughs> but it's going to happen. The money yeah. is going to come to fund the army of God in these last days. Yeah. Amen. I, I feel that I, you know, I, I want to back up a little bit because you just talked about, you know, with engaging the culture, you're talking about just the encounter and the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And, and we've been talking a lot on our podcast about form follows function. And so up until this point, you know, our, our church culture has really, like you said, kind of put a tag on, well, it has to look this way. This many people have to go into the city and then we have to have meetings here at this place on this date, on this time and do it this way. Um, and we have to have, you know, all these programs in place and then people can get saved. And really what you're talking about is this glory of God coming through the encounter and the filling of the Holy Spirit and the power, the function of Christ. And so we've really been talking a lot about our podcast on our podcast about switching your focus from how is this supposed to look to pursuing the function? Who is Christ in me? Who is the Holy Ghost in me? And like you said, being empowered in that, because I, I believe that I believe we're an intensified season of life and it is just mm -hmm. speeding up, man. Our, the, I mean, I feel this, the time in the spirit is just speeding up and yeah. you do really feel this sense of urgency to get people like snapped out of this ants marching down, kind of doing the same old thing, <laughs> riding the same old trains. I so appreciate your perspective with not only where we are, but where we're going and what that means for people, because I think it's so helpful as people are listening. A lot of people have that question. What am I supposed to be doing? What, what? <laughs> like you said, it starts right there in your home, mm -hmm. being drenched yeah. with the Holy Spirit, with your kids, your spouse, Perfect. your your family in prayer. You know what Jesus came and it did, he exposed. When when Christ came, He there was an exposing that happened, right? So, yeah. You know, the religious were exposed. Nobody had challenged them like that. And mm -hmm. and what's happening through COVID-19 and through all this is the, the religious system has been exposed. You have yeah. people that were scared. You know, uh, you know, people hit me all the time in the mask. I, you know, what, like I'll wear a mask. I don't like the mask. But if I have to go into yeah. a building, I don't care about a mask. I'm more passionate about the mask over Christian's mouth, I say. You know, yes. abortion, yes. abortion. there's been yes. babies, right? I've been an advocate for uh, the unborn. I've shown abortion videos in my meetings. I show them sticking the scissors in the back of the neck. There was never an uprising over the innocent bloodshed, mm -hmm. over the saving of whales of turtles. But all of a sudden, the mask or all of a sudden, the stuff that ha now all the, the people are up, you know, they're, they're, they're yeah. going crazy over it. And it just shows you priorities. It shows you focus. Right. And yeah. really what it is, is they're being bothered, right? They're being, they're, they're finally being self-centeredness is being inconvenienced. And it's like, wow. well, these are my rights and these are mine. You hear yes. me, 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 my, my all the time where this uh, uh, other stuff, you also saw, you know, a little virus. And listen, I had friends die of this virus. I've had pastors. This virus has been all over. I was in Asia. I had people all over me sneezing and right, right. I was in Asia while it was going on before it came to America. I was in there wow. in Thailand and Sri Lanka. My team was in Shanghai. The, the, the CDC's calling us. It was right when it was happening there. And um, I came back. My associate pastor, Dr. Risi, 
had it, was on almost life support, was looked like he was going to die. There's been people all around. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, you, we have to learn that, that, you know, we, we're above no evil shall befall you. If you Amen. drink any deadly thing, I've even caught on the vaccine. Like, do we get the vaccine or not vaccine? And I said, you know what? I'm not getting a vac. I'm not getting a vaccine. But if I have to get a vaccine to preach the gospel, or if I have to get a vaccine to do anything, I have no problem with that because uh, Paul gets bit by a venomous snake in the process of doing the work of God. He's got literal poison in his body, yes. and he just went like this, and he shook it off. It says, "If you drink any deadly thing, not that we go tempt God and drink it." and poison. But if something happens in life where you're going to happenstance, it's not going to hurt you. We are over the enemy, but you saw where people were so scared. They were terrified. Mm. You know, I'm talking about Christians that were just like, you know, now we're on the other side of it. People are like, ah, this is a sham. And you know, people have all kinds of opinions, but when it first happened, people were terrified. Not our group. We were on the streets those weeks. I was holding the hands of people. I couldn't believe it. I was out preaching. In fact, I documented it. Was, I, I, you can go back and look at the videos. And, and uh, we were out in the streets almost every day then. And I was shocked that I was coming across unsafe people. And mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have a mask or I was touching them on the shoulder. And they were so tripped out or freaked out that the end of the world was happening or something mm-hmm. that they welcomed it. It was like the world was welcoming it. Right. And yet, you know, Christians were freaked out by it. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. So the it selective, the, you know, kind of that selective belief in who God is. It just depends exactly. on that button that the enemy can press, right? Like we believe in healing until that one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, until it comes after too, you. Right? right. Right. We had people messaging us really saying Christians who had been Christians their whole life saying, I'm going to, I want to commit suicide because I'm so afraid and so panicked about what it means for the future, the unknown, this and that. I mean, it was, you were doing lots of recon with people going, Whoa. I mean, but what to me, I really felt like God had me sitting on the sidelines going, just observe this for a second. I want you to just watch because it really did expose the condition of there, there's no power. It's like an empty shell of Christianity. Like I believe, but, but I really don't have, like, I don't, I don't have the inheritance, the authority, like I don't understand. So we've had all of this, like you said, the messages being preached in the lip service of things, but there's no substance to it. And that's when we really started going, we need to start coming all the way back. You know, like in the military, when you're running and some guy falls behind, they make the whole company come all the way back around and pick the guy up and, you know, continue to run. And I really right. feel like that's like right now we're kind of circling back and like doing some recon on the, on the church and the body of Christ and, and helping them get equipped so that when we do continue to face these moments that we are not like the proverb says, you know, you squeeze, you get squeezed and what comes out of you? I mean, you fall apart in a exactly. crisis. Nothing to you to it's begin what, with. It's what's, it's what's in them really. And that goes back to the message. So, you know, the Lord told me the body of Christ is sick because they've been having cotton candy and Reese's peanut butter cups and, <laughs> and, and rock yeah. candy and all that stuff. And they haven't had spinach or whatever. And yes. so it goes back to denying yourself. It says we must decrease. Yes. He says, right. John the Baptist, one of the reasons why Jesus called him the greatest man born of a woman 
is because he understood the kingdom and he said, I must decrease. I must decrease so that he could increase. So yeah. when you, when you don't have the decrease and you don't teach people to uh, burn their flesh out, we yes. pamper the flesh. Yes. The only institution that's called to burn flesh, because we've got a flesh problem, right? We have a flesh wars against God. So mm -hmm. uh, what is discipleship? It's a discipline. It's disi disciplining your flesh to come in line with your spirit. And so without the decrease, there's no increase. And so then you're full of flesh. So then when stuff like a pandemic happens, you're going to operate in the flesh because that's who you are. Right. You, you can't all of a sudden be spiritual on the day <laughs> the pandemic breaks out. Right. Whatever yep. you yep. sow, you reap. Those, those, uh, those battles were lost a long time ago. The battles that we're walking in current in political situations in America, uh, you know, with the gay agenda and the uh, 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 gender and there's, you know, a uh, hundred plus genders, 156 yeah. genders and all this. Mm. And people are rising up. Oh my God, how bad it's happened. We lost that 20, 30 years ago. Right. You know, when the enemy, uh, when the church sleeps, the enemy sows tears and that's what has happened. How yes. do I know? Because I've been engaging in the streets for the last 25, 30 years. And I know the gospel has not been preached to people. So therefore, mm -hmm. They're being taught other things. They're being taught in their elementary schools. They're being taught in liberal universities. They're being taught by media. The, the voices, you know, none are without significance. The, I mean, we, we, we're in the church where we think everybody tunes into our live stream and on TBN. It don't happen that way. Take mm -hmm. somebody like Benny Hinn, right, or, 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 or Kenneth Copeland, that in, in our world are, you know, you know, very well known at the tip of a word. But if you go into a restaurant in my city in Miami and you just say Kenneth Copeland, 95 out of 100 of those people wouldn't even know who he is. That's yeah. how removed, that's how secular our country is right now. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and so right. they're, they're not hearing the gospel. They're not listening to tapes. There, there's a famine of the word of God in our land. And all you're seeing is is what secular, unsaved people do. Yeah. So absolutely. why are we why are we complaining about a nation's behavior who we've never shared the gospel to right. that actually changes their behavior? Right. right. Because I really feel like we have idolized the build the church building so much that we teach people how to invite people to church, but not invite people to Christ, right? So we're kind of coming back to this. Do I actually know how to preach the gospel, how to reach out to somebody? Because our current culture, I think, has, has definitely stiff-armed the idea of being preached to from a platform in a crowd. People are really like, are you invested sure. in me? What do you have to say to me? Are you willing to lay your life down for me and risk yeah. your comforts for me? Truth. And I think, you know, that's where we're at right now is this returning to vulnerability, sharing vulnerability with one another, taking that risk, counting the cost, laying down yourself and saying, I have a personal responsibility to reach out and love this person enough to let them know the truth. And that's really what we're trying to rally the body in right now is to kind of return to that frame of mind and not keep pushing it off to the responsibility of a platform or a TV, you know, a TV program or a church platform. Um, because until we can get there, we, we aren't going to mobilize. If we're going to mobilize ministry, it has to be one person at a time. 
I agree. Uh, that's that's speaking my language right now. One yeah. person yeah. at a time and <laughs> equipping. And I, I stood in church my whole life. No, but we don't teach this. We don't teach people how to reproduce themselves. You know, we don't teach. Uh, th- that's where the evangelist comes in. You're listening to the Occupy Freedom Podcast, diving deep into all things kingdom. We're so glad you're here. Connect with us deeper at Occupy-Freedom.com. Now back to the show with Justin and Rihanna. Evangelism will never be done and an evangelization of America will never be done until the gift of the evangelist is embraced and the the, the authentic Ephesians 4 evangelist that actually comes in with the supernatural signs and wonders and an equipment to deliver and deposit and and impart, you know, Uh, and it's an equipping and impartation, both practically and the natural. We say people get three things. They get a passion. They're going to come around, you know, in my services, they're going to get a passion for souls. It's going to happen. Their Mm -hmm. heart's going to break for the five plus billion lost people on the planet. Mm -hmm. They're they're Mm -hmm. going to forget about themselves, their laundry and everything they need to do and realize, oh God, people are going to actually go to hell and they're going to burn there forever and eternity, infinity and beyond, unless Mm -hmm. we do something. They'll get a Mm -hmm. passion. Number two, they're going to get a skill. We actually teach and train how to actually talk to people and how to actually yep. share the gospel. I've written many different scripts. They're tools. They're not the tell-all, but it, they're helpful in just releasing yeah. what's already in people's life to just share. And then number three, and most importantly, an anointing. Amen. Jesus comes and they didn't catch any fish. The perfect scenario for, for modern-day Christianity. They didn't catch any fish. Right now we have uh, two or 3% uh, uh, are sharing their faith completely. Uh, 95% uh, have never led one person to Jesus. 80% have never shared the gospel with one person ever. 41% of the church don't even believe it's their responsibility. So uh, Jesus comes and he says, let's go fishing. They said, master, we've toiled all night. We, there's no fish there. Uh, we promise you. Nevertheless, at your word. God is releasing the word to go fishing in a barrenness and empty nets. And he's taking the empty netters. And you know what he does? What's really cool about the Lord is he doesn't say, you guys stink. You guys are terrible fishermen. How in the world? (laughs) He doesn't say that. It was a timing thing. He comes and he uses the same fishermen using the same nets. So they had the same skill set. They used the same tools. They were in the same boat same vehicle. They went to the same waters. A lot of times it's like, oh, it's not location, location, location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, same waters. (laughs) And you know what? Same fish, same target audience. Same fishermen, same boat, same net, same water, same fish. This time they went from catching no fish to catching so much that their nets broke and their boats sunk. And they had to call their partner boats. And God said in the whole story, from henceforth, you'll catch men. When we follow Christ, we're supposed to be fishers of men. God wants to fish in terms of filling up the boat and bringing in the harvest. This is a prophetic type and a shadow of an end time harvest. And Mm. God is going to use the same people. And he's going to breathe on the same people that caught nothing. Amen. Uh, I I know churches that are struggling, 40, 50 people. Why do I stink? Why, Why am I not good? Do I not have it? There's pastors that are quitting the ministry all the time, but God's bringing this rhema word that it's time. 
when yes. I come to Minnesota, I'm going to release that evangelistic harvest and anointing saying, you know what? It's time now. The world is being shaken. The hunger and the thirst is there. The desperation, the questioning, the, you know, the craziness of the world. Even sane people are going, hold on. I don't know a lot, but I know that there's not 156 <laughs> genders. I know people are messed up, and I know people have had a lot of things go on in their life, no doubt. But I know there ain't 156 <laughs> genders. The world is looking for answers, guys, and right. it's yes. time. We got to yes. mobilize. Yes. We got to connect. We got we 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 need everybody's help. It's not a one man show. Everybody has a part to play in this uh, battle, and we yes. have to do it for the sake of the United States of America, for Canada, and for the world. And you know what? It's going to happen because the word says it's going to happen. Jesus is going to get his answer. I'll tell you this one last thing. You know, John 17, when my father died, I said he was a big part of my life. When my dad died, for whatever reason, he has Bibles all over his house. And uh, he had a conversation with my sister, who he was closest to. I have four sisters, two brothers. And, um, you know, I'm following in his footsteps. But this one sister is a really incredible intercessor uh, mm -hmm. down in Atlanta, my sister Lucille. And she had a deep conversation the week my dad had died. And uh, he, he said, I can't get out of John 17. All the Bibles in the, in the house uh, were, were open to John 17 by his bed, mm -hmm. in the bathroom. He had Bibles all over the house. Wow. And John 17, you know, the whole uh, time Jesus said, it's not my time. It's not my time. John 17 opens. It's time, he says. It's time. Wow. He addresses the, uh, his father, prays to his father, prays about his disciples, and then prays for us. And he prays the last prayer, the most intimate prayer. You know, I know the Lord's prayer is, is Psalm 23. That's the theological. Mm -hmm. But the Lord's prayer was John 17. It was mm -hmm. his last prayer. It was his most intimate prayer. And here's what he prays. He says, Lord, Father, that they may be one, mm -hmm. even as we are one. So he mm -hmm. defines what unity is. He uses and sets the bar as high as unity can go, Father, Son, and Spirit, all in one, one in three. And then he says that they may be one so that, just as we are one, so that the world may know. As an evangelist early on, I never captured that. I always was, uh, I was always fighting for unity when I directed the Madison Square Garden Crusade for Rodney Howard Brown. I was, my job was to pull the churches together. Early on in the ministry, I've been trying to pull the churches together. Just just because that was my heart, but I never realized that that was a, an assignment on my life, which was that that they may be one so that the world may know. Yes. What does us coming in unity have to do with the evangelization of the world? According to Jesus, because he says it twice there, everything. everything. We've got to fight yes. for unity. We've got to fight for common ground. We've got to fight to uh, bridge the gap black, white, there's no black church, no white church, no Spanish yeah, church, yeah. no jumpy church. We're all one body. Mm. If we love the <laughs> Lord and we're died and mm. crucified to ourselves and we're dead, you know, you go to a graveyard, you know what you see? Everybody's yeah. in unity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're all in unity. Yeah. They all look the same. That we got to so get good. people dead, guys. And let's, and yeah, let's get them together. Exactly. And amen, man, I am just like, 
jazzed up, so excited. <laughs> I like, I just wish that we could be doing these meetings tomorrow, tonight. Ready to go, ready um, to go. But I am just so stoked for what God is doing and for you to just make your tour and in, in all the states that you're doing, you're just heading everywhere. And I just, uh, we're praying for you and really looking forward to you coming. Thank we're going to be kind of replaying this interview a few times over the, the summer and the fall as we're kind of leading up to Amen. what we're doing. But yeah, so um, just for the people that are listening, um, how can they connect with you, connect with your ministry, you know, some resources and materials? What's the best way to... Website well, for those in Minnesota, they can contact you because we're yeah. going to be uh, <laughs> walking together in this. You guys have been, let me just say, I'm thankful for you. You've been a tremendous blessing. You've been a tremendous encouragement through the years. And, uh, you know, uh, for whatever reason, our, cross re, uh, our, our paths recrossed right now, and it was the perfect yeah. timing. And it's no coincidence that Minnesota was the epicenter, listen to this, as I prayed about this interview, the epicenter of disunity in America, or at least the enemy's voice of the media trying mm -hmm. to bring disunity. Whoa. all happened through Minnesota, right? Through this mm. situation or from Minnesota. And I believe God's going to bring a unity in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the twin city. What, what's, what's the cities that are known as the twin cities? It's in Minnesota and Amen. it's uh, and it's strategic. And uh, the greatest evangelist in America was based there for a, you know, a long, long right. time. Amen. Dr. Billy yeah. Graham. And so, yeah. uh, you know, they can connect Tommy Zito uh, online, Facebook, Instagram, any of the social media sites. We're trying to revamp everything to get ready for this 2022. We're booked for five, six, seven years. We're yeah. going to be coming to these cities on a repeated basis, serving. I want to make that clear. We serve the local church. So it's not a one guy show or a superstar preacher. This is about uh, a group of people coming in with the heart to help, to serve, uh, the this infrastructure is immense mm. from the front side of it to the back side of it to the assimilation side to help every church every size every kind to evangelize this is the largest evangelistic endeavor in human history and we say that mm. not lightly we say that because it involves a multiplicity of churches a multiplicity of cities and nations. We're doing this in nations around the world, 9,000 churches, 10,000 mm. churches in one nation uh, with a plan to evangelize an entire nation one by one. It's never been done at this level, at this magnitude, and we're going to do it together. And my Amen. job is just to come Amen. in light fires and bring that equipment. And, uh, and, and we're going we're gonna to bring that anointing. The, the end of the story, Jesus breathes on them and they catch so many fish, right? And that's really what's what's going to happen. So, yeah, they can connect with us on on, on all those social media platforms. I'm I'm on social media a lot, and I I uh, but I what I love to do is if if you guys would give me the privilege of just praying over your audience. Yes, that right was now, my just, next ask. Is if you would mind just praying? Yeah, let's. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Would love I would to. love yeah. to. Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters uh, watching. I just thank you right now, Lord, that that uh, uh, something in, in our voice and in this conversation, in this uh, divine dialogue, Lord, that would touch their heart, that would stir them. God, uh, urgency, that, that, that urgency would burn in their spirit, God, that, that it's time, that, that it's happening right now, that you're shaking everything so that the unshakable will rise to the top. I pray, Lord, that you would just grip us. I pray for this evangelistic anointing to spread. 
I pray that, Lord, I see coals of fire being placed on people's lips and them just burning, God, that, Lord, that you would give them the boldness. It says when they, when they saw their boldness, they knew they had been with you. I pray that, Lord, that intimacy in the cleft of the rock would birth a boldness uh, with family, friends, coworkers, wherever we go. I just pray for my brothers and sisters. I release that over their lives. Uh, we call every unsaved family member right now in that they would not go to a devil's hell. We come in agreement right now for not one sick, not one broken. We curse COVID-19. Yes. We command it to dry right now, dry up. Yes. We thank you for the protection of your people. We pray for the prosperity of your people, God. You delight in the prosperity of your servants. And I thank you for these servants. God, I pray uh, uh, for this uh, beautiful couple and this work in Minneapolis that, Lord, they're contending and they're pressing and they're counseling and they're leading. God, and it's healthy. I, I, I see it on their lives and I see it around their lives, such fruit and fruit that remains. I pray that you would just breathe on it. I pray, God, that you would expand it, enlarge their territory, enlarge their tent stakes. I thank you that you're going to give them uh, an apostolic anointing even, a, a, a greater grace. Uh, I see that coming on you guys, a greater grace for the, for the bigger, for the for the bigger as you look out and see the bigger uh, uh you're gonna see uh, the finer details come in to line in, in into where your uh, uh, souls are standing i i see that in the name of jesus and 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 and, and something's gonna happen with unity in the city of minneapolis st paul something is gonna happen in the great lord we love minnesota uh, my wife came from minnesota god my in-laws have been praying in Minnesota. Our greatest prayer teams are in Minnesota. God, I pray that you would just breathe on the state of Minnesota in a special, special way. I pray that you would unite uh, 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 white and black in a way that's never been seen before. I pray that men of God were going to come together. Women of God are going to rise up. I see the voice of a prophetic Holy Ghost, uh, uh, supernatural. Uh, women are rising up in 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 in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We thank you for it, and we just ask you. We lay this endeavor at the foot of your cross. We call in all the men and women of God to come together. We call this uh, a God supernatural, right out of the get-go, right out of the shoot, even through this summer. Uh, supernatural uh, connectivity and alignment for your purpose to be brought uh, 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 through this couple and through the works of all those involved with them. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on the Occupy Freedom Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.occupy-freedom.com and subscribe so you'll never miss a show or an update. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with your friends and giving us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. For further resources, check out Rihanna's best-selling book, Polished and Concealed, on Amazon.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Occupy Freedom Podcast.